1: The 2021 Wimbledon Championships are less than two days away. But there are trophies to be handed out spread across three European cities before the action begins in London on Monday. Will this be the year Serena finally gets her 24th major singles title? And can anyone derail Novak's quest for a calendar year Grand Slam? And we're checking the hashtags and handles from all the tennis platforms to bring you the latest info and entertainment. TC Live is next. Well, the Wimbledon precursors are now through. We'll take a look back at what happened on this championship Saturday. And man, are we looking forward to the championships, which begin on Monday. It is time for TC Live on Tennis Channel. We've got highlights from the four championship matches Plus, Djokovic versus the field, who you got. And the best of the best, best rallies, best shots of the week. That's all coming your way over the next half hour here on Tennis Channel. Hey, everybody, welcome into our beautiful Santa Monica, California studios. Russ with Chanda Rubin, and Nico Pereira. Welcome to TC Live. Hey, four championship matches on a Saturday, which is nice. Everybody gets to take a deep breath tomorrow. Get ready for Wimbledon on Monday. What do you think about the match we just saw? Alex Dimonor picking up his fifth career title.
2: Well, it was the most competitive match of this Saturday. great one there to uh, third set decider. Sonego had a shot at it. I really like the variety on his game, but Deminar with that grit and determination. This guy has had a little more experience going into the tiebreak. although Sonego had won the last three deciding tiebreaks he had played. Deminar just one of seven. And I think the experience of the young Australian, just 22, but that's what got him through.
1: Well, Nico's right. This was the only three-setter of the day, Chanda, and just before that, Majorca wrapped up with Daniil Medvedev handily taking out Sam Querrey in straight sets. Is, is Medvedev living up to that? He's second ranking in the world. He's number two in the world right now.
3: Yeah, I think he is, and I think that match certainly showed a little bit more of it. His first title on uh, the grass, other than hard courts, I mean, that's where he's been at his best, but he's showing now the ability to transition, to be comfortable in these different surfaces. It started on the red clay, now making this transition, and to get through Sam Query pretty handily that way, returning, moving well. You know, that shows a lot, and it certainly is a good sign for him going into Wimbledon that he's ready to compete and take advantage of whatever opportunities come his way. Hard
1: to know with such a short season, just two weeks between the French Open and Wimbledon, but how much does form matter this close to a major? Well, have
2: made it all the way to Mallorca, being at 250. He's ranked number two in the world, and he came to get that confidence some grass court time. And I think it served him right. But it is very important. But you have to time it right in terms of not burning yourself out. I think there are some of the players that did well in Paris, made the turnaround to play on the grass. And I think they they might have overplayed themselves.
1: All right. We'll see. We had four championship matches today. Let's get into the full highlights. Chanda, you called the first one. In Bad Homburg, Angelique Kerber playing at home against Katerina Siniakova.
3: All right. And Kerber got off to a good start. Both players did. They are in a really good rhythm, hitting the ball big from the ground. But it was Siniakova that showed her bit of inexperience, the double fault there to give up the break once again. And, and Kerber battling again on serve. This was break point down, getting Siniakova in a difficult position. Kerber able to do that in some critical moments. And the forehand down the line, that was the money shot when it mattered most. And Kerper finally with an opportunity to close out the set. And again, getting the ball down, not allowing Siniakova to dictate play, took that momentum into the second set. And again, it was Siniakova trying to, to take away the, the net and the midcourt area, but that lob perfectly placed from Angie Kerber she was really on her game had two tough matches the previous day came through against Kvitova that gave her a lot of confidence and that volley that's not a confident shot I don't know what is and, and Kerber playing some of her best tennis in this match when she needed it most and you could tell how much it meant to her to win this title at home the inaugural year of the event and Angelique Kerber is able to lift the trophy
1: Kerber was the official ambassador for this event, and boy, the fans were just loving her. First title for Kerber since 2018 Wimbledon. Is she a threat now in 2021 on the grass at the all England Club?
2: Well, and the woman's, we never know what's going to happen, so why not? The 33-year-old, she's won there before. She, like Chanda said, moved really well. She owned the stage at home, and that always gives you uh, extra confidence. She knows she can play in this surface. And it all depends on the draw.
1: Do you agree? Is Kerber now in that group of the many that have a chance?
3: No, I think she's got to be thinking she has just as good a chance as anyone, as good a shot, you know, to maybe win this title. When you look at, as Nico said, that the number uh, of players that were first-time winners that didn't have the experience, she has that kind of experience and that kind of confidence. Uh, And I think with the way she's She played these last couple of days in particular, the tough matches she got through. I mean, that's a way to play your way into form, to play yourself into a a really good rhythm. And it's right on time, right before Wimbledon.
1: That semifinal win over Petra Kvitova, Kerber pointed to that and said, I've been losing a lot of close matches and this one gives me huge confidence. We saw that manifest itself with a straight set win and a title today in Germany. Just finishing up in Eastbourne, Lorenzo Sonego and Alex Dimenor. Nico, you called it.
2: And this was a good one. Demenor comes into the final without dropping a set, playing some excellent tennis. Seated number two this week, Sonego. Seated three and number 27 in the world. This guy's been quietly climbing up the rankings. The first set goes to the Italian, playing with a lot of confidence. You see the variety there in the game. He feels comfortable inside the line as well as from the ground. Just one break. In that first set, De Menor doing what he does best, following the baseline, but Sonego's attack was enough to get him through the first set. Now we go to the second. Not too many breaks in this match and De Menor again moving extremely well on this and any surface really for the Australian looking for his fifth title. He also feels at home in the net. Sonego missing that forehand. He missed quite a few forehands in, in important moments throughout the match as Demenard takes the second set here, and on we go to the decider. A lot to play for. You could feel the tension at the start of this one. Some chances for the guys, but it will end up without any breaks in the whole set as it went the distance, almost two and a half hours in this one. Somego doing some pretty good moving up himself, and there it is, the match point. Demenard taking it. I think the experience was the decider on this one deserved, very well-deserved title in a beautiful trophy there for Alex Seminar.
1: Fifth career title for the Australian. Not a bad year, Candice, so far for this 22-year-old.
3: Yeah, and I think, you know, coming again, getting into some of his best tennis, feeling like he's got enough matches under his belt, that's always important coming into the grass court season. And, you know, DeMunore, he could be a little bit dangerous with the way he moves, you know, how well he competed in and out uh, of these matches. Uh, So he should definitely have, have some good confidence going into Wimbledon.
1: Met. Go for it, Nico. The thing with
2: Demenor is he needs a little more power. We see how he works in the offseason, trying to get stronger. He has achieved that. But he will go to a career-high number 16 after this win still. To beat the big boys, I don't
1: know if he has the weapon. I'll do you one better. Career-high 15 with the okay. win. Would have been 16 had he lost eighth and ninth players to win their second titles this year. Medvedev and Demenor on the ATP Tour today. A final in Eastbourne yeah. and an all Baltic final between Yelena Ostapenko and Annette Kontabay.
3: And, uh, and Ostapenko came out firing as she always does, hits the ball big and is confident in her ball striking ability and she did not miss very much Contivate making a little bit of of a run here at the end of the first set after getting down 5-1 but it was just too much firepower from Ostapenko who served well who stepped in on returns when she had the opportunity using the entire court and again confident at the net she's been playing some doubles as well that came through And was playing for a lot. Had not been in the winner's circle for quite a while. Gets a big title right on the eve of Wimbledon.
1: Well, we saw Angelique Kerber win, and she's full of confidence. How scary is Yelena Ostapenko when she's hitting on all cylinders?
2: Well, she's a streaky player. She disappears for some time, and then she comes out and wins singles, wins doubles. And she does have the weapons, and she's peaking at the right time, so she is a very dangerous opponent. Nobody wants to see her on, on their side of the draw, but I really like what I saw today, and you pointed out the volleys look very crisp.
3: Yeah, I think for, you know for Ostapenko, you consider she's a, a semifinalist at Wimbledon, you know, along with winning the French Open. So she has that game that can translate onto the grass. I think she's feeling a lot more confident now, and you can tell by the way she's striding around the court. And you know, she had some tough moments in in her match yesterday that she got through. That's what it's going to take. And and you go through a lot of different things over the course of a match. And Ostapenko, though, she is adjusting well, and that's a good sign for her game.
1: Maybe my favorite thing about Yelena Ostapenko is you always. Know how she's feeling, and she is feeling good right now after that win in Eastbourne. We're feeling good about the best shots of the week. We're going to show you those a little bit later in the show. We come back, though. Here's the question Novak versus the field. Who you got?
0: The wait is finally over. We're live at Wimbledon, and it's looking like a glorious day. Come on, you're missing
1: it. We are at Wimbledon, and the grass is looking as immaculate as ever.
0: Fifteen years of age, a very special (laughs) moment. Championship.
1: time they played the championships roger and novak went the distance distance and boy there was some drama nico
2: and poetic justice getting to a match tiebreak at 12 all the inaugural year of that rule and you could cut the tension very easily on that court as the match point comes and goes for roger federer two of them and here we are at 5-3 Djokovic up and that deciding tie break. and the crowd could sense it through match points for Novak and
1: that did not take long for Djokovic. So Novak, the last winner at Wimbledon. He was in Mallorca playing doubles this week, but he is looking forward to the championships.
2: Hopefully I can, I can get my hands on the, on the Wimbledon trophy again. You know, I had a uh, championship uh, title run in 18 and 19 last year was not played so hopefully I can keep that run going I'm feeling good on grass I, li- I think I improved a lot with my game on grass over the years um, every Grand Slam is is, uh, is like a, you know probably a Mount Everest to climb you know for, for a tennis player all
1: right here's a look at the odds to win Wimbledon as we head into the tournament, and Novak Djokovic is actually what I would consider a prohibitive favorite at 5-7. to seven. Nobody else is even close, really, with Daniil Medvedev and Stefano Tsitsipas at 15-2, to two, the nearest competitors there. And it begs the question, Novak Djokovic or the field, Chanda, who you got?
3: I mean, you look at, you look at the odds, you look at those players, that, some of which can cause Djokovic some issues, um, I think i got to go with Djokovic, though. I I mean, you, you consider how well he's been playing, how much of a big match player he is, what his focus has been in terms of the majors, and then you look at how the draw is shaping up for him. He's got some tough matches, but all of them are very doable. And so I would think, you know, for Djokovic, when he's looked at this draw, he would say, you know, it's pretty good. I like my chances here, and I would agree.
2: Well, with a Grand Slam in play because he has won the first two legs, it's, it, it's just a little added pressure. But he's oozing confidence, playing well in the doubles in Mallorca. How how cool is that? He went to play a doubles b- uh, the week before, and now he's he's doing some press conference uh, with the PTPA situation as well right before Wimbledon. So he, he's riding high on confidence. It's very hard to go against him, but there are another 127 guys in that
1: draw. No, we're not going to talk about all 127 <laughs> of the other guys, but why don't we do this? Why don't we look at the 16 seeds, the top 16 seeds, and maybe their projected positions, and who amongst these guys, and we're not saying it's going to go this way until the fourth round, but who amongst this list do you think could give Novak the biggest amount of trouble, Chandler?
3: Well, you know, it's interesting. We see Rublev there against Schwartzman, potential fourth round, but you have Yannick Sinner in there. There. Will he kind of upset the apple cart? Um, that could be an interesting quarterfinal if Monfils gets there and Djokovic were to get through him. I don't know that that's going to happen. And, and you can go down the list. Sitsipas, that could be a big challenge uh, considering how well Sitsipas has been playing, but how Sitsipas is going to move on the grass. How is he going to make that transition? Not really sure yet. I think for Djokovic, I mean, he's got to be feeling very good when he looks at how this draw has unfolded. And you know if he can get to a final again, I mean, he's got as good a chance as anyone because he's so good in those situations.
2: Well, you have to look at Rublev there. If Rublev manages to establish a backcourt game with Novak Djokovic, it could be complicated. You can never count out Tsitsipas. He's got the weapons, but talking about weapons, you have to go to Berrettini, the way he played in Paris against the Djokovic, the way he played at Queens as a number one seed. He's extremely confident, and he has the first serve that can take the racket away from Djokovic's hand. He's got the forehand. He's comfortable at the so that's the guy I'm looking for as, uh, as the biggest threat to Djokovic's uh, chances.
1: Well, you brought it up, Nico. N- Novak Djokovic has the, c- the calendar slam in sight. He's got the golden slam in sight with the Olympics yeah. in Tokyo coming up as well. He's one major behind his two biggest rivals, Roger and Rafa. Is it crazy to think that Novak could surpass those guys by mid-September?
3: Uh, it's not crazy. I, I think we're looking at that right now. We were sort of looking at that at the, at the French Open at Roland Garros. You know, there was so much at stake with Djokovic moving one step closer. Potentially Nadal could have, you know, uh, taken the lead outright. And things are so tight now with Djokovic at 19, Nadal and Federer both at 20. And you consider again, how well Djokovic plays on these surfaces that are coming up with Wimbledon and then the U.S. Open. You know, he's got to be the favorite there as well. Uh, You know, barring nothing happening and him staying healthy. Uh, The only thing I would kind of wonder is off court. Are are there going to be distractions that come into play? Is he going to be able to manage everything uh, he's trying to do? Uh, But in terms of the tennis and what's on court, he has looked so good.
2: It looks inevitable for him to to pass Roger and Rafa. We're talking about a guy winning the four tournaments in the same year. And I wouldn't push 25 past Novak Djokovic at this stage if he stays healthy, and he looks like he will be for a long, long time.
1: Goodness me, you talk about distractions and expectations with people, and Nico, nothing wrong with saying it, that it looks inevitable. That is a lot of pressure, but he's dealt with pressure pretty well before. Hey, from the greatest players in the game to the greatest shots that we've seen over the past week, we're going to see the best of the best when we come back on TC Live. Well, this could have been the hot shot of the week. From Daniil Medvedev, but he couldn't get it to fall inside the line. But, man, that's some improvisation right there. Didn't make our best of the best because it didn't go in. Here are the best of the best.
0: Incredible. That's just big hitting there. Are you kidding
1: me? Oh, my goodness. Mark that down for best of the best.
0: For today. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Very little room to put that ahead. forehand, but she found the gap. Freddie can here. Look at this strong wrist when she's forced wide. How oh, did that go over the net? I don't think anyone expected that. What a super rally. How about that for a hot dog? Died. <laughs> oh, what did he not touch the net? Earlier on at that point that is extraordinary from Alex Timonort what a phenomenal work I think he thought he'd broken the rules at some point but yeah. like he must have he was must have been <laughs> a centimetre millimetres away from the net oh, one of the points of the week no doubt
1: Of course. Of course he'd make
0: it. Tweener of the year? <laughs> that is phenomenal. Yeah, you can hear Methodist go, "Wow. Well,
1: you guys were calling some of those. Did you agree with the order? Was Mutet's tweener winner number one over Demenor's breaks? What do you think?
3: You know, it's hard to disagree with the order. I'm going to say that because there were so many good shots. I mean, I, I love the one with D Menor and, and where he's trying to fly like a bird and not fall into the <laughs> net. That's probably my favorite moment. And then he still gets himself geared up to run back and get to the next ball. That is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, that flapping, that flapping was original. But I, I don't get the, the number five was
1: pretty good. The doubles, oh yeah, doubles point was was great. That was that was some good. Those look. We, we were. Treated to some fantastic sure. tennis that was, this week that was good on the grass. Speaking of the grass, let's go to our social net, see what's going on on social media. As you might imagine, a lot of it is revolving around Wimbledon, and some of our friends are involved as well, like Nick Monroe going back to the way back with his dad and Serena. They've known each other since juniors.
3: Yep, running into legends in London, plural, Legends. You know there's one in Serena Williams and the other is dad, right? right? That is absolutely fitting. Love this picture. Love the family affair there, and uh, you know, good to see Nick Monroe. Those people playing some mixed doubles, we heard, with Venus Williams. Yeah, that's, that's – yeah,
1: that's that no, no, we didn't – Nick Curios, we hear, is playing doubles, Very mixed sure. doubles with Venus Williams. Gotcha. Another Nick. But Another of Nick. Nick. <laughs> you know what, speaking of Nicks, there's Nick Curios, the guy yeah, we were, you were just referencing. <laughs> he He's calling out Hugo Embert because they're first-round opponents. Uh, Well, well, he
2: was asking for somebody Hmm. to box against, so (laughs) this time at least he'll have a racket in his hand, but Nick never short of words. That should be interesting.
1: I I would take Kyrios in that fight, by the way. Ugo's Ugo's a kind soul. (laughs) Yes, he is. (laughs) He's a a really good guy. I'll take your
3: word for it. (laughs) He might show you a few things.
1: This was from 38 weeks ago. When Shay Sue and Iga Sfiantek were gonna meet in the first round at Roland Garros, that uh, you throw back picture of when well Shea was about the same age and Iga was a lot younger. And now again they're facing each other in the first round at Wimbledon.
3: I love this and, and love that they got this picture where Iga Sfiantek was she a ball kid there, right? That's uh, what it looks like, yeah. And and to then be on the same court with the player that you watched as a kid. I mean, that's just a priceless moment. And uh, even for Shea Sue, you know, to play, have have such a long And to be so good for so long that that is still a special moment for Iga now uh, is phenomenal.
2: That is always good when you see that happening. And it should be an interesting match with their styles.
1: How about this for a picture? Andy Murray and Roger Federer practicing together at Wimbledon. Legends. Uh, They had a hit the other day,
2: and it was good energy. I'm, I'm sure Andy appreciated it very much as the public that had the chance to watch it. Not too many people present during the practice sessions, but this is deluxe with these two.
3: Yeah, and we just hope Andy Murray can get as healthy as possible, that he can continue to play on his own terms. The game has missed him at times, and when he's come back, it has been phenomenal. He's one of the big four, and sometimes we forget that because the other three guys are still very much in the thick of things, but good to see them hitting together. And
1: both of these guys are very much in the thick of things at Wimbledon. His play starts on Monday. That's when our coverage on Tennis Channel begins as well. Live evening coverage beginning at 4.30 p.m. Eastern on Monday on Tennis Channel. We'll be right back. Earlier in Mallorca, Daniil Medvedev, world number two, number one seed, taking on Sam Querrey, who came in hot.
2: Sam Quarry had dropped just one service game the whole week, and it all looked like it was going to continue that way until three all the Sam led, 30 love, threw in three double faults, and with the help from some fine play by his opponent, he got broken, and it was all Daniel Medvedev from there on to the control. I don't know what happened to Sam, but he just faded away. Two breaks for Medvedev in this second set. Good week all in all for Query, ranked number 60. Got to the semifinals of Stuka. A final this week goes into Wimbledon with a lot of confidence. I hope that gives him some traction to finish off the 2021 season ranked a bit higher.
1: 11th career title for Daniil Medvedev in his first on grass. As for Sam Query, he'll be in action as well as these other Americans, here's some notable American men's first-round matches from the championships. Nico.
2: Well, some fireworks in that Opelka-Cup for a match. John Isner against Nishio. That's a good first-round for John. Taylor Fritz, a difficult one against Brandon Nakashima. Comes from the qualifying semi-court against Diminari. We, we saw Diminari just now. That's a tough one, Paul. And Alcaraz should be interesting as well. Since he passed, he'll, he'll have a tough time against Francis Tiafo. Let's see if Corey's confidence can get him through. Carreño Busta, a tough opponent, and Maggie McDonald, another qualifier, against Karen Hassan of Yazoo
1: good chance to win that. Mackie came from two sets down to qualify for Wimbledon. Here we look at some notable American women in action. What stands out to you, Janda? Yeah,
3: it'll be interesting to see uh, Sophia Kennan on the grass, see where her game is against Wong Ginu and Serena against Saznovich. That is a very winnable match, but we'll see where Serena is out of the gate. Goff and, and Jones, Jessie Pagula, she has been playing some fantastic tennis up against Carolyn Garcia, who has also been playing well at times uh Shelby Rogers and Sam Stoser and the big one here that I'm looking at is really Sloane Stevens Petra Kvitova right out of the gate that's a tough one Venus Williams Madison Keys as well with some interesting matchups
1: what goes through your mind when the draw comes out and you, if you're Petra Kvitova one of the top seeds and you see a Grand Slam champ right across from you that you know can be trouble
3: uh I would say I'm the Wimbledon Champion. right. And she's not. Nah. <laughs> I think for Petra right. Kvitova, I mean, she's got to like her chances as, as much as anyone when you consider the power she has, the weapons in her arsenal, and the fact that she's been playing some good tennis. Had a good lead up week, lost a tough one to Angie Kerber, but she ought to be playing pretty confident. We were consider- concerned really about her health when the sprained ankle, but that seems to be good uh, going into Wimbledon. So I-, I would think she is feeling pretty good about her chances. But we'll see if Sloan Stevens can upset the apple cart a bit.
1: Can I put you on the spot Don't you always? <laughs> it's true. Diminor and Corda. That's my most interesting. Who do you have in that match? I'm going to have to go with Diminor,
2: you know, because um, he has proven that he can win. right in high on confidence. Corda uh, played well in Halep, but the forehand there was was a bit iffy. He can hit him off the court because he has the power to do so. But but Diminor at 15, as you pointed out, mm-hmm. it's looking very solid.
1: All right. Pro tip: Take a day tomorrow for yourself you got a lot of tennis ahead of you coming the next couple of weeks. Enjoy it. Our coverage of the championships begins Monday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. It's been a really fun week with Chanda Rubin and Nico Pereira and Alex Faust. And gosh, there's the whole team. Leif Shiras on the call today. From all of us at Tennis Channel, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you on Monday for our coverage of
3: the championships.